Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is, you probably, if you listened to the radio 40 or 50 years ago, you might remember this song by Harry Nilsson. I've knocked that off. Um, it was, it's called Me and My Arrow. It's from an album called The Point. Now, the album called The Point is actually a story about a town where everybody in the town has a point on their head, except for this boy named Oblio. And Oblio's mother knitted him a point-headed cap, but it didn't matter because they all knew he did not have a point on top of his head. So he had no friends except for Arrow, which is his dog. And that's what this song is about. People think it's about his girlfriend. It's not. It's about his dog. Uh, The album, The Point, uh, was the the cover of the album was needle-pointed. So it's, it's a needle point album cover not on the actual album it's a picture of a needle point obviously and harry nielsen i'll just say this about two years ago i bought on ebay the rca collection of all of his albums about 15 albums john lennon of the beatles somebody asked him in the late 60s What's his famous American group? He said, Nielsen. He thought it was a a group. It was just one person. Um, You know, he, he didn't need to be hanging around with John Lennon because they got in a lot of trouble together, drinking and doing drugs. And it probably hastened Harry Nielsen's demise. 
Um, incredibly creative. One or two of his albums are old songs uh, from the 40s and 50s. Um, he's got one song that everybody knows. People let me tell you about my best friend. Da 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 da. Who will love me to the end? It's my best friend. Now, who knows? And yeah, I told you this yesterday, so you cannot say it. I'll see if Missy knows. What TV show adopted that Harry Nilsson song as its theme song? People I can live. hear it. <laughs> Is it Eddie? No, no. Yep. Eddie? Keep going. Keep going. Keep Eddie, going. Eddie. Something. The blank of Eddie's yeah. blank. Okay. The courtship. The she of, got. I Eddie. just got Eddie. I think the courtship. The courtship of courtship Eddie's father. Eddie's father. Okay. I think All it's right. impressive you had the Eddie part. I, I had that part. Well, I mean, like I, you're not going to remember the Miss, you know, Mrs. Beasley, and you know. The, I'm sorry. I mean, I did go a, bit, a little bit farther back than, the, you know, Gilligan's Island and the Jeffersons. Gilligan's the, Island. <laughs> All right. Good so times. what movie had a Harry Nilsson song as its theme song? Yeah, and I, I got an X. All right, I'll do it. Everybody's talking at me. They don't care a thing they say. My mind. John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. What was the name of the movie? I feel like I need to be one. Do you guys not know that movie? No, sorry. It's called. Feel like you're on Jeopardy. It's called. You know, is it Midnight Cowboy or what's the one? So you're asking and you don't remember yourself. I remembered. Okay. God, now I'm. It's cowboy, you know, because John Boy <laughs> plays a cowboy from West Texas. <coughs> it would I be Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy. From 1969. Okay, that song had just come it's out. Called, it's considered a drama buddy movie. Yeah. In well, that, in that, I, what's I the like minute? Have you never watched that movie? The drama what's buddy the, part. I don't it's know. like one of the best movies of all time. Brocom now is that what they call it's it? It's so much better than either <laughs> one of those. Connie, it doesn't know. even fall into that category. Brocom, it's, God, <laughs> it's it's one of the best movies ever. I mean, you know what happens is John Voight comes from West Texas, goes out to or up to New York City to sort of get the hell away from working in the Convinced rest. of his irresistible appeal to women, Texas oh, yeah. dishwasher Joe Buck, otherwise known as John Voight, yeah. quits his job and heads for New York City, thinking he'll latch on to some rich dowager. That's okay. right. He becomes basically a gigolo, um, and he hooks up with Dustin Hoffman, who's really just a sick street guy who's a hustler. And they become very good friends. And it's it's a story about true friendship. That's what it is. That's what's so compelling about it. Um, you know, and, and Joe Buck. Well, anyway, I don't want to give it away. Well, if you and for seen the, it for the listeners, say the, the name of the movie one more time. Midnight Cowboy. All right. I, I was confusing it. It skirted an X rating. Just going to let yeah, you know that. Yeah, it was close to X. Yeah. Today it would be. G. 
All right, I need that okay. phone. Yeah, I got you. Hold on. Because I have misplaced mine. I mean, this is terrible to be so. I'm I'm going back with a phone and text, and that's it. To hell with a smartphone. I don't know how. I was in a waiting room the other day, just before you get to the scripture. I I was in a waiting room the other day, and everybody was sitting there on the phone. And you remember how you used to sit there and you used to pick up the magazines? I guess that's no longer. No more magazines. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What does that mean? That means I will not be in want. Is this the King James? Yes, it is. It's the old idea of duress um, without need. It doesn't mean everything I'll have have will be given to me. It, it's, it means I won't be without what I need. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't have what you wanted, but you had what you need? There's I mean, a the song Rolling about, Stones there's a song a song about, about that about as well, yeah. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, leadeth me beside the still waters. Okay, that says basically in the midst of dire circumstances, somehow I find peace in a way that I can't even understand. He restoreth my soul, leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. What is it about the soul? It didn't say spirit. It said soul. What is it about the soul of a human being that can be spent? What is your soul? Your soul is the thing you put stuff into. It isn't just your body. It's it's the inner part of you that says, damn it, I'm going to do this. It can get spent up, wore out. has nothing to do with physical weariness. It has to do with an inner tiredness i'm tired of rolling this rock up a hill he restoreth my soul leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake that means when you're starting to go wrong you rely on god you listen for his voice he'll lead you the right way yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil What is one of the biggest words in the Bible? Fear. And what does it always say? Fear not. Don't be afraid. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That is a shepherd analogy. A rod and a staff is what a shepherd of sheep uses. Sheep are dumber than hell. They do stupid stuff. They fall over on their back and they can't get up. They are the most defenseless of all uh, farm animals. And they need a shepherd. The shepherd has a rod and a staff. That is a direct analogy to sheep herding. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. In other words, you don't just take care of me. You give me things that I don't even Think about having. Number six, end of it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Psalm 23. Okay, now, I want to talk in this hour, and you know, this is not anything anybody can fix. 
But there are ways to discuss it. We're going to talk a little. We're going to talk about homelessness. Is that right? Is kind is that kind of where we're going with this? Yeah, kind of. Um, you were you had shared a Vanity Fair article with me that was just uh, published June twenty seventh, and it was it was an interesting one. Just even from the title, um, can anyone fix California? And using just that example, I think we kind of wanted to move in a more holistic sense, in a larger sense, how this uh, the rest of the country. Right. That's good. That's very good. All right. We're going to get onto this article a little bit. But I want to say this. I had a, I, I work downtown. I, I tend to say I live downtown. And quite frankly, I do live downtown. I live downtown more than I live in my house. You live downtown now. Yes. You are a downtown resident. <sighs> downtown is an anomaly. And so many things in life are. I walk up and down Main Street. I'm big. I'm large. People want money. But I've gotten to where I'm very careful about giving somebody any money. And there's no formula. But I had a long discussion with a guy who's a veteran, homeless, African-American, not from here originally, but has lived here for a while we talked about all kinds of stuff politics the economy if you haven't been downtown in a while you should come i'm going to tell a story about 40 years ago when when i started in the investment business 1978, I'd walk down Main Street and where the uh, two courthouses are, they cleared out those blocks all the way over to Limestone, corner of Main and Limestone. There was actually buildings in there right up to the edge of the corner, and there was a restaurant there called Brandy's Kitchen. If you haven't been in Lexington for very long, you probably don't even remember the fact that there were buildings right all the way on the corner. And above Brandy's Kitchen, there was like a dance studio with big windows, and you would see these usually women in there doing some kind of modern dance or might have been ballet. I don't know. But it's kind of cool. You drive down Limestone and see a pic- see them up there. <coughs> anyway, Brandy's Kitchen, you could eat lunch for like 4 bucks, 350 and right on that corner, uh, there's a plaque that's still there. It's to a dog that used to hang out on that corner. And right next to it was an older black man that would stand there and basically preach. He lived over in the... Um, place down on uh, second Jefferson Street down there in that high-rise. But the bottom line is this guy would have been considered homeless by those standards, but he sat there and he preached. And my dad said, have you ever sat and listened to what that guy's talking about? He said he's citing court cases 
from 100 years ago. He said, this guy, I don't like to use this word. Idiot savant is a word that used to be used. I, I don't know what they use now. Probably some more politically correct word. But the guy had a compendium of history, court cases, stuff in his mind. But he lived in reduced circumstances. This guy I spoke with yesterday knows facts, knows all kinds of stuff. Every person that survives on the streets as a homeless person has figured some things out. But one thing that I notice that's missing sometimes, and this is just my opinion, basic problem solving on certain levels. You can have a genius. I've seen geniuses that walk around, they live in a house, but they basically live like a homeless person because they have a certain type of mental facility with certain types of problems, but they have to have somebody taking care of them at all times. This is what is true of a lot of our population. Now, Missy, I'm not, damn it, I'm not giving you much time here, but you're going to get more time in the second. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, do, do you even, do you guys even know what I'm talking about? I mean, people that, they're special people. And things have occurred that they didn't have any control over sometimes. Now they're in this thing of not, and they, they don't like the word homeless. They like the word unhoused. That's a California word. But anyway. That's correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, to go back to this article and, and uh, where, where we were kind of looking at the California issue, which was the, the, the subject of this writer was that he sat down with Nancy Pelosi and it's like he needed to know, do you realize we're going to talk about California? And by the way, it's not going to be all great. And that was kind of where he started off with this, you know, like, oh, really? Um, and Nancy Pelosi, which, you know, I kind of have to give her a little bit of credit. I mean, I'm, I am not a fan, obviously. But, you know, he said, he said, he told her press man, does she know that I'm writing about California? And, and, and it won't be about how, magnificent it, how magnificent it is and how it is the leader of the world. Yet, Pelosi does answer in kind of an interesting, you know, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, all the wonderful things. It's considered heaven on earth. You know, of course, it was the, the gold rush, the movies, the agricultural throughout, and the technology, she says, the technology, which, of course, have, you know, we've seen nothing yet, and all the wonderful things that are going to come out of California. Um, it is a very, very long article, and it is very comprehensive, and I feel like that the writer did a pretty decent job i would have expected him to be it, it to be completely uh flipped to a, a, a very you know liberal slant and it wasn't and so what, what did it, you get from it well that and the, what i got from it was is that he talked about it's kind of the out of the two sides of the mouth that out of the same politicians who were screaming to defund the police that they also talk about the problem of affordable housing and so, and I want to tie that into Lexington, uh, maybe in the second half, but 
it's that this true crime and this perception of of homelessness that homelessness is the problem and that that's that's where he got a quote from Nancy Pelosi which I've, I've I screenshotted which she said there are a lot of you know people go to California they show all these people they're in the streets the tents the 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 you know the guys passed out the you know from the from all the drugs they're doing going on she she said there are a lot of people who don't want to come off this street if we don't get the mentally ill off the street we are never going to solve the homeless problem and i thought all right i'll have to i agree with you on that one that that is that has legitimacy and then you know the guy went in and talked about how skid row has been has existed since the late 19th century and kind of goes in and talks about specifically skid row in downtown los angeles which was um he said now has been annexed by drug gangs selling fentanyl and meth you know meth so it, it it's and he talked about that it's basically a free zone and there there are um, what's the, there was the group, uh, that they talked about that is the urban alchemy, yeah. which I thought was fascinating. So they take a group of hard old cons. It looks like we have to run out of time. We'll talk about this when we get back. <laughs> oh, look at that. I have somebody that is like-minded. I love it. Oh no. She sits now where, where she can. We've been, you've been listening to the Tom Dupree show with Were Missy you pronouncing Clifton. Pelosi with a Z. Pelosi. Pelosi. No, I think you're saying Pelosi. <laughs> Pelosi. Which sounds more Italian than mm. with an S. As I was saying, you've been listening to the Tom Dupree show with Missy Clifton. We'll be back with the second half of the hour in just a few minutes. We're powered by Dupree Financial Group. Stay tuned. I don't know. And if we make up just to break up, I'll carry on. My name is Tom Dupree. Without a plan, you're doomed to failure. Many people have no idea how they plan to tap their retirement investments for income during retirement. At Dupree Financial Group, we specialize in retirement investing. That means turning your growth portfolio or your IRA into an income portfolio. You may need to draw on it for a lot of years. Come in and let us review your plan and give you some ideas. Call us at 859-233-0400 and set up a complimentary appointment to review your investments. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at DupreeFinancial.com.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this segment, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. All right, this is another Harry Nilsson song from the album called The Point, and the name of the high school in this town where everybody's got a pointed hand, head is called Polly High. And how do, how do you make a song like this out of that? I mean, this, this guy's imagination, it was in outer space. And, you know, I guess he just stayed drunk and high to try to deal with what went on in his He obviously head. was brilliant, for one Unbelievably thing. brilliant. And I think he was probably, I don't even think he was 50 when he died. Okay. It stopped. Right. That was the end of the song. That's that's fine. <laughs> I so, can start it over again if you want to hear. No, it no, no. It's yeah. just, and I I, sh- I could spend I could spend the rest of the year playing bump music from Harry Nilsson albums because he is that good. And you know what? You never hear about him talked about. I'm going to talk more about him on my little show. Because he's worth it. He just was so good. And everybody should go out and buy the RCA collection of albums of Harry Nelson. Everybody won't do that. I'll be right on it. Let me tell you something. You won't hurt yourself. <laughs> culturally. I mean, you we'll could, lend some you to could, you, yeah. Missy. Well, we okay. have a lot you of You could things. use a little cultural help here every now Music. and then. Music appreciation it comes in all forms. and Go and, for it. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so I mentioned uh, urban alchemy. And what, what I wanted to talk about was just that this is kind of a trend of California cities employing civilians to manage what used to be the job of the local police, you know, that sort of thing. Um, urban alchemy is this, it's kind of a, it's a nonprofit group and it's kind of a controversial group. Because it's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a guardian angels type group exactly. from New York city. Formally, they are formally incarcerated people who act as, as you said, de facto guardian angels. They check pulses, they stop altercations. They, you know, they, they are street smart ex cons who are paid $21 an hour to, kind of go in and, and mitigate some of the issues uh, that, that the streets, you know, the, the problems that the police can't handle um, or aren't allowed to handle or don't have the manpower to handle. Um, you know, ask, um, ask to several of them in part of this article, uh, one of them was asked to diagnose the homelessness epidemic in California, and he very quickly blamed drugs. He said it was, you know, the police's fault for failing to lock up fentanyl dealers and uh, to deal with just kind of the basic drug All issue right, on the me, streets. Let me tell you my belief. Fentanyl is on the streets because the addicts want it. I think you just made up a word, too. What? How did you say it? Say fentanyl again. Fentanyl. F E N T. Isn't it fentanyl? I said fentanyl, but. All right. Okay. Is it a Y you before say tomato, the L? Or I is say it, tomato. Is it, is it a Y or is it an L? You it's look, a Y. Read it. Okay. I said ill. All right. The the point I'm making, let's don't get me off track here. Angle just get you off track now. If you know that I've been around enough addicts in my lifetime to know a little bit about the thought process, addiction is fraught with danger. 
My belief is that some people don't care if there's fentanyl in it because it puts them closer to a near-death experience. I think some people live for having to be Narcaned back into existence. Otherwise, why would you keep doing it? So there, the, the reason fentanyl is on the streets is because there's a demand for it. All right, th- well, there we are. Demand it is, but they but they are on the streets, and what I think the where people I'm going, wouldn't buy their stuff if they thought there were if if they were really worried about what is getting high. It's checking out. What is the what is the overdose? It's the ultimate checking out. I mean, I know what goes. I don't know everything about an ad, addict's I mind. I can't diagnose the problem. I can only talk about I've been about around enough of them, that, and I'm not diagnosing it, but I'm saying that there seems to be some stuff going on. So that is not everybody that's homeless. Not everybody that's homeless is a drug addict. Okay. So, and but that's an you, element of it. But when you buy a house or rent an apartment, when you move to a place right. and you're paying taxes to that place, you are making a deal with the city. And that was part Correct. of this article. You are making a deal with the city, which says, I am paying taxes in exchange for the fact that I can walk down safely sidewalks that are part of the public area that you you are providing of, this, of the city services. Back in 09... They had a thing set up over here next to Chase Bank called Occupy Wall Street. It was a bunch of tents all up and down Main Street. Got to where I couldn't even walk on the sidewalk. They were all up and down through here. They weren't going anywhere. Jim Gray, mayor at the time, old friend of mine, but when he got in politics, everything changed. But I finally sent him a letter and said, they're violating the city ordinance by being on the sidewalk. Two days later, they were all gone. They can clear this stuff out if they want to. It can happen anywhere. It could happen in Los Angeles. There is a constituency out there that wants homeless people on the streets. They, don't, they want that there. That is part of the sideshow. If they really didn't want it there, it would be cleaned up next week by friday they can do it and it's so listen there's a huge there's money in homelessness for somebody somebody's getting paid a lot of money for there to be homeless people well you know i go i can't believe i'm actually going to quote pelosi again pelosi again but she says there are a lot of people who don't want to come off the street and that it's not just the drugs, it is the mentally ill. So now what are yeah, you going to do with true. it? But I, as I started out, I think it's this issue where you get the people talk about defund the police and then it's all about affordable housing. I don't think affordable housing addresses these two issues, the drug issue and the no. mental health issue. So, interesting, uh, why, you know, so if, if, if you're seeing these problems and it is not the way of life that you want and you don't want to invest. You and your family do not want to, to, to be a part of that and you want to go someplace. And we actually, we had this discussion back, uh, I think a couple of years ago, um, talking about the move during COVID and just this migration to other areas. And lo and behold, new information, you thought it was going to change or it was they were going to go back to California. No. June 29, 2023, Bloomberg News, $1 billion of wealth have migrated out of New York 
and no, California. That doesn't say one billion. It says a hundred. Did I say a hundred? One hundred billion. Excuse me. One hundred right. billion in new income moved into the southeast, and that is. Is it income or assets? Assets. Everything. They have moved. They sold their homes in New Jersey, and New York, and California, and they moved to. Be interesting to Florida, me. Texas, Who are they selling Georgia, to? Georgia, Carolinas. Who's Tennessee. actually coming in and buying their house in New Jersey? And this Jersey. is all with the IRS. I bet it's somebody from. This is out of the country. This is all IRS. This is all. You know what I bet it is? I bet it's. I bet it's Chinese people. I bet it's Russians. And they're doing it by hook or by crook, but they're they're buying the property in the Northeast. It's Largest not cities Americans. that billions flew out of was New York City, Chicago, Illinois, Los Angeles, California, and Washington, D.C. Who's, Biggest who's cities buying that, the house when they leave? That's interesting. Because they can sell it still for a lot of money. So who who would want that money? Who, who would want that house? I don't know. Keep going, though. Well, it said billions have flown into these four cities, Miami, Florida, Dallas, Texas, Charleston, South Carolina, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, two-thirds of all job growth across the United States since 2020 is accounted for in the South. That makes me want to go buy a house in New Jersey. I mean, you know, or Detroit or somewhere where everybody's sucking out of it, or Chicago. I, I want to go... Where? Think about that, Tom. The, but Florida, Texas, Georgia, the Carolinas, and Tennessee are contributing more to the national GDP than the no. Northeast. No, they're they're not contributing more to it. They are I lucky. Am this too. They are lucky by virtue of geography. The switch. Charleston, South the Carolina. No I've, signs of I'm reverting. familiar with Charleston, South Carolina, from over the last fifty five years, going to camp with people worthless old families in charleston there's i mean most of them have already sold their homes down on the battery to somebody else. interesting place at one time it was very but people are going there for the charm and the climate yes they're moving stuff there but those areas did not create the wealth they're the recipients by virtue of geography of people moving there to get away from what they've created in their own cities. They will bring their politics and their bad habits with them. So that tells you, you know, look at what's happened to Atlanta over the last 50 years. I mean, it was really a great play. Well, I'm moving to Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's like uh, New Jersey now. Warmer weather, lower taxes, That's right. looser regulation, cheaper housing, et cetera, et cetera. Not well, for long. All right. Not for long. I love this. Here was, here was Jamie Dimon, you know, CEO, J.P. Morgan Chase, if anybody doesn't know. He says, we now have more employees in Texas than New York State, and it should not have been that way. That's right. Now, where are we going to go here? Okay. Well, but, but, but here's the, well, so How does this just, get down to homelessness? Just, I know but, what you're saying. There's this migration going. Right. But what does but, that but, say about our country? Well, let, let me finish, though. We were talking about, you know, if, if people are moving, then also for now, more people translates into more congressional seats and more political power on a national level. Okay. That, that, is, that is an no. issue because... But here's the thing. What happens to the people that are left behind? What happens when... This guy making a half million dollars a year leaves New Jersey. He leaves his neighborhood. He's no longer doing business with the uh, local restaurant. He's no longer giving money to a church or a synagogue. He's no longer uh, getting his shoes shined by some guy. 
He's no longer ha- having his lawn taken care of. He's now moved to South Carolina. He's sold. Who did he sell to? Will this person, if this person was part of the fabric of his or her community or, or he or she, they've left their community now. They're not part of that community anymore. What's going to happen to the marginalized people in that community? More and more, what we're doing is turning parts of our country into areas of people that nobody cares about. You know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, what about people that nobody cares about? What, who's going to take care of them? I mean, I walk up and down Main You're Street. You're talking about in these areas where anywhere. you get a mass exodus. I mean, people say, you ought to get out of downtown. It's, you know, gotten dangerous. Well, you know, danger is a relative word. That's true. And, you know, uh, speaking of our area, um, I don't know if you saw that, you know, the $46 million affordable housing project that uh, rolled out in Lexington in the Winbur area. Um, yet, yet the, and, and this is what I think is interesting, that, that if we had more affordable housing, it's, it's back to this, this argument, more affordable housing is going to solve our homeless problem. And, I, and I'm suggesting no, that it's not, not right. And, and, but, but this $46 million affordable housing thing that was done with, um, it was a LDG development out of Louisville. Um, their one bedroom, one bathroom apartments are $929 a month without utilities. Where, where is, is that affordable? Is that considered affordable? All right. I don't know the answer, but let me ask you a question. It's confusing. If you go north a little bit of downtown on, let's say, Elm Tree Lane, or well actually yeah and you take a ride on fourth street you end up over in an area near william wells brown school that used to be called it had another name many many years ago it was the site it was the site of the lexington association or kentucky association racetrack and then it was a housing project for a lot of years have you been back in there Okay, it's like a driver from where you live. I mean, somebody could hit a a long drive and almost get there. That has got incredibly nice houses. It's called Equestrian Estates or something. It's on the site of a former housing project. These are as nice as Hamburg. You never hear about it. Who built it? There's a thing, there's this uh, building out there that says Lexington Housing Authority. Is that affordable housing? Because those are townhomes in an area that was formerly heavily African American. You know, it was a housing project at one time. Who built that? What does it cost to live there? What do you, what does it take to qualify? Do you have to be black? You know, is that is, is is what is the whole thing? This it looks like there was fifty million dollars spent back there, like fifteen years ago. Hmm. Do you know? Have you ever heard of William Wells Brown School? Sure. It's like the worst performing elementary school in Fayette County. It's right in the middle of an area that's had incredibly nice homes built on it. Let's hear some history. I'd, I'd like to know because there's a lot of stuff that's gone on over the years in Lexington where money's gotten spent. Somehow it came in. And let me tell you something. I know some of it went in somebody's pocket. 
There's no doubt in my mind. Well, misspent, misappropriated, Lord, I don't think you only have to start and look at the what the education board has done with the allotments. All right, that's to, a different yeah, thing. that's a whole different that's thing. That's the school but, system. Yeah. So, but, you know, so when I, we start our newspaper, right, we're going to hire a reporter just to cover the school system, one to cover the city, and stuff like the Lexington Housing Authority. There, I don't know. They talk about uh, whenever they say we need affordable housing, let me tell you something. There's another agenda there, and it isn't affordable housing. It's developers getting paid. But the mayor vetoed it. Do you see that? They were going to take 5,000 acres of the urban service boundary and put it in, and the city council overrode the planning commission, and the mayor vetoed it. The mayor is totally in the pocket of Fayette Alliance. She's not on board with taking any money and putting it towards. She doesn't want any development in Lexington. Keep it exactly the way it is. Fayette Alliance is the continuation of Gloria Martin and that whole, you know, that what's that district out there, the 12th district surround? All you have to do is take a look at the top three or four contributors to the mayor's campaign from the last election, and it will reveal exactly who she's working for. Yeah. And that's who she works for, and she's never going to sign on to anything relating to additional so development. So affordable housing does not mean what you and I think it means. It means projects that have a government definition of affordable housing means they fit into a certain niche. It's like the word organic applied to vegetables. What does it mean? It means what the regulations say it means, and they can be bent. So there are a lot of things at play, and it and the homeless people that have any sense, they know it's all BS. Well, affordable housing does not equal homeless, it, and it there, there is it. a there is I a couldn't completely agree different. There's a disconnect. And it's if not, somebody gets a, a affordable apartment out of the deal, great. For that, that for they that, can live in. Right. For that one success story, um, you were mentioning uh, earlier, Elizabeth, uh, I remember there was a, a lady who uh, used to be in front of uh, my old employer and, you know, everybody tried to help her. No, nobody, nobody is callous. Nobody is, nobody just walks by and doesn't think, you know, are you choosing to be out here? Can I help you in some way? Well, there are, she refused the she help. Refused help. She refused help. Forever and over and over again. And finally, um, then when they finally got her into an apartment, they had trouble keeping her there. Right. Well, it, you know, back again, there are some people that literally choose, they, they, they for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason, I think, again, she also illness. She also walked around in 90-degree temperatures with Completely two, or, two clothed, or three yes. coats on, and, yeah, there was, there was a that, lot more. That is, that is a sign of. It was mental illness. No, that's a sign of depression. If you see somebody wearing a lot of well, she also had a shopping cart full of clothing in a hot time. It's one of the because you feel cold. Something happens with your uh, circulation. All right, that's a wrap for this hour. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. In the next hour, our financial guys will be joining us. That makes it sound like it's her show. I said that Tom Dupree special guest star. Okay, I got a great we gotta idea. We got to change something. All here. right, you write the taglines, buddy boy. We'll be back in just a few minutes with our financial hour. Stay tuned. I'm 
starting to feel the heat here. You should. I need to up my game. <laughs> <laughs>